Hi, this is Coach Aaron Saft in the Running is Life podcast. I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I'm still pretty groggy. I'm two days removed from the Leadville 100. Um, and what an experience it was. Oh my goodness. Um, and that's what we're going to go through today. Um, I've got a lot coming up here. So I'm um, going to be pre-recording a lot of podcast episodes. And uh, uh, hopefully they'll release on time. I, I apologize uh, for the Vespa episode. I'm not sure what happened there. I thought I scheduled that, but it released early. So uh, last week, um, the podcast released uh, the, the week before, um, which is fine. Um, so if you're wondering why the timing was off, it was just an error on my part. <laughs> so anyhow, um, on to, to Leadville. Uh, what an amazing experience. Um, I was definitely nervous going into it. Um, I just uh, kept telling myself, I got to believe, I got to believe myself. Kept thinking of minor Ted Lasso, believe. Um, I even brought a keychain that said believe. It had the believe sign from Ted Lasso. From those of you that have seen the, the yellow sign with the blue letters, I got a little keychain and attached that to my pack as a reminder. Um, just, you know, kind of have faith, and, you know, let's, let's stay after it. Uh, it's just, it was, it was, it was interesting because I kept getting so many mixed messages from, you know, all different people. Oh, that course is so tough. Oh, there's, you know, 50% finish rate and, oh, it's just beautiful. It's wonderful. Oh, it's so hard. Oh man, I would never run that course again. <laughs> oh man, I, I really want to run it again. It, like I said, just this mixed bag of messages, which, you know, made my mental and emotional state, uh, kind of a roller coaster, uh, going into it. So especially just coming off a of badger, you know, less than three weeks earlier. So, um, you know, I was just, I was trying to stay focused, stay relaxed. So, um, as, uh, as Monday rolled around, I, I promised myself not to stress. If I started to notice that I was getting stressed or uh, anxious or nervous, I had to just, you know, let it go and, and just kind of stay focused on the game plan. Um, and, and, you know, just try to enjoy my time. So, um, so I flew out on Tuesday um, you know, my buddy Nathan, who was crewing and pacing, uh, actually saw him at the airport in Nashville. We were heading out the same time. We had different flights, uh, but we would arrive about the same time in Denver. So we flew into Denver. Uh, we got our car. Uh, we went to look for some coffee and uh, just started making our way towards Leadville on Tuesday. Uh, we stopped in Breckenridge. We had some, some lunch, uh, did a little shopping. I had wanted to try the Ultra Timps, uh, the new Timps. I had read reviews that the uh, the upper of the shoe is not as durable, but it was more the underfoot that I was looking for. I had the the Outroad, um, and I just had the, the original Outroads. And I was going to use those for the first section of, uh, of Leadville. And I'll kind of go through that, um, you know, in a bit, but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I wanted to try the temps cause I thought maybe the temps would serve me better. So, um, we found a, uh, a run shop, um, and, uh, I think it's high peaks if I remember correctly. Uh, I'd have to look that up, but we stopped in there and they had the temps and, uh, you know, I tried them on and, uh, decided, yeah, these, these feel good. I'm going to give them a go. So, um, I, I bought the temps and, 
uh, just kind of started walking around in them. Uh, the next few days I would run in them, you know, I do my runs and, and walks in them just to kind of break them in a little bit. I know it's crazy, <laughs> you know, to, to try a new shoe that close to a race. Um, but I felt pretty confident in them. They felt similar to the, the outroad in the fit. Um, so I, I was pretty confident they'd serve me well. And, uh, if anything went wrong, um, I only had to be in them for about 12 miles before I saw my crew. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but so picked those up and then, uh, we made our way into Leadville. So Tuesday we arrived in Leadville. We were, we rented a tiny house, um, cute little tiny house. There's a tiny house village in Leadville, uh, founded on VRBO and, uh, we grabbed some dinner, uh, just kind of settled in for the night and relaxed, um, and then uh, Wednesday morning, we went over to Turquoise Lake, which is uh, a huge piece of the the first uh, and last part of Leadville. Leadville is an out and back. Um, so to, to kind of give you a an overview, Leadville 100 is actually 101 miles. You go out over Hope Pass into Winfield, and then that's 50.5 miles. Then you turn around and come right back the same way you came. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll go through the whole course here and talk about things, but, um, so we went to Turquoise Lake to do a run. It was a great first run. Uh, Turquoise Lake is around, um, probably 9,000 feet, somewhere between 9,000 and 10,000 feet. Leadville sits at, uh, 10,200 feet ish. Um, but, uh, Turquoise Lake was a little bit lower it, it was completely flat, non-technical. So it was nice, you know, nice kind of, um, break into altitude, if you will, run. Um, you know, we realized we probably should have been carrying some water. Uh, it's definitely a drier climate and the altitude you need to kind of stay hydrated, which became very relevant in, uh, in the race itself. So, uh, we, you know, we were kind of taking some notes. The temps seemed to work great. They felt really good underfoot. I was really happy with those. Um, so it was, you know, it was a good run. Um, and then kind of the remainder of Wednesday, uh, we, we just walked around Leadville. We did a little bit of shopping and and got some souvenirs for, for our families and stuff. Um, nobody else really got in on Wednesday. So just the two of us again. So we were just hanging out and doing stuff. Um, we we watched in Ted Lasso Wednesday night and then, um, uh, our friends, Morgan and Mercedes, who have both um, crewed and paced for me, uh, they were at Western States, uh, Mercedes was racing, so um, they got in Wednesday night, so I texted her Thursday morning, we were going to go up to the Continental Divide and uh, and kind of run from Twin Lakes, which is another big part of the course, just to kind of see that area, um, and uh, you know, I said, uh, do you want to come, and, and they are like, yeah, definitely. And so I asked, you know, where are you staying? And they're like, well, we're on Second Street. I was like, oh, we're on Second Street. We're in the tiny houses. And they're like, we're in the tiny houses. And they ended up being like right next door, which is just incredible. Um, such a coincidence. Uh, but anyway, we <laughs> we uh, we got ourselves together and um, and went to uh, to the we went out to the Continental Divide and saw that, which was absolutely gorgeous. Oh my goodness, what a beautiful scene. Uh, so, um, and we had another, um, couple come with us. Uh, Travis was racing. Um, Travis is an awesome runner, amazing runner. Um, and, uh, his wife, Beth. So, um, it was the, uh, the six of us, Nathan and I, uh, Morgan Mercedes and Travis and Beth. And, you know, we had a great time, um, the continental divide. And then we went down into twin lakes. We went for our run. 
you know, just checked out. Um, there's a, a river crossing. If you watch any of the, the YouTube videos. Uh, so when you leave the twin lakes aid station, you cross over the river and that's when you begin your ascent up hope pass, which again, we'll talk about later. And then obviously it's an outback. So you come back through the same way. So we ran to the river just to kind of see it, see how deep it was. Um, just get a, you know, a, a feel for what we were looking at. Um, the course was already marked or was already flagged. So, um, you know, we were kind of just getting to see everything and, and getting a feel for everything, which was cool. Um, course was mac- uh, marked with uh, pink survey flags that had re- t- reflective tape, as well as uh, some pink and black striped ribbon with some reflective tape. Um, very well marked. The course was very well marked. Uh, I never had a question of where to go. Absolutely never. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so then we, we got back to Twin Lakes. Um, they had a great little kind of, uh, pizza food truck. So, uh, we had some, um, some pizza. There was a little, um, uh, they called it pass gas. <laughs> it was awesome. This little convenience store. So we grabbed some, some drinks and some food and, uh, just hung out there for a little bit. Enjoyed just the, you know, the quietness of the day. It's just a beautiful day. Oh, sky was amazing. Temperature was perfect. Um, and then, you know, then we headed back to Leadville and, uh, um, so, uh, that was on, uh, on Thursday. So, um, you know, Nathan and I went and grabbed some dinner, um, and, uh, um, it was just, uh, you know, kind of a, um, uh, relaxing afternoon. Um, Drew, my other pacer and, and crew member got in. So, um, we were, we were hanging out with, uh, with him and, and then, uh, Morgan and Mercedes and, and Travis and Beth, you know, we were all just kind of hanging out outside talking, um, and, uh, decided to get some dinner. So, you know, we, uh, all did dinner together. It was just really nice. It was social. It was relaxed. Um, you know, we, we were planning on doing, uh, there was two group runs in the morning. We we're going to try to try to make, uh, the goo, uh, group run and the, uh, rabbit group run. Uh, rabbit was, uh, was going to be handing out the ice bandanas that, um, they had given out at Western States. So, uh, we were, we were trying to, trying to make both. So, um, you know, we, we all got some sleep. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was nice to, to relax. I had two nights sleep still, uh, Thursday night and Friday. So waking up Friday, um, we grabbed some coffee and then, uh, went to the group runs. Uh, we made both group runs, uh, and then, uh, had to head back to, uh, to the house to kind of, you know, grab some, some stuff and, uh, get ready for the, uh, uh, the pre-race meeting. Uh, so the pre-race meeting was at 10 a.m um, at the, uh, the high school football field, they had it all set up for the, the pre-race talk. So when we got there, um, there was a shipping container and it had some shade. So, um, I just kind of took a seat there in the shade, uh, relaxed and listened to the pre-race meeting. Um, a lot of information, man, it was a long pre-race meeting. It was about an hour and a half of a pre-race meeting. So I was, I was so glad I found the shade. Um, and, uh, and, and Ken, when Ken Kluber came on, Oh man, he had some, some really, you know, motivational things that really stuck with me. And if you saw my post, uh, this is where I heard it. Um, you know, it, it, the, the first thing he said was, you know, you got to pay your debts, you know, you owe it to the people that have made this possible for you to finish, uh, and that continue to help you through this. So, you know, your family, all the sacrifices they made, um, financially time-wise, you know, it's just, you owe it to them. To, to get through this, to give it everything you got. And, you know, if it's time that pulls you off the course, at least you gave it everything you had to get to that point. Um, 
but again, like the, you know, the, uh, everybody that came up and talked, there were a number of people that spoke at, at the pre-race meeting. It was just, they kept reiterating the amount of DNFs, which, you know, during a pre-race meeting, um, that's tough. <laughs> like, um, you know, we can, we know the realities. There's so many things that could take you out of this race, um, from heat to cold to altitude. I mean, there's just, you know, so many dangers along the trail, um, from, you know, rocks and roots. Um, there's just a lot of things out there, you know, that could that potentially hurt you. So, um, it was just, again, you know, trying not to, to focus on, um, the, the negative aspects of that, again, realizing that there were dangers and, and, you know, possibilities. Um, but how do you navigate those? How do you mitigate and, and be able to get through those? That's, that was, you know, that was what I had to keep pondering on and, and making sure that I took every possibility, um, uh, to, you know, to not DNF. So, um, so yeah, meeting took a lot away from it. Um, took a lot to heart. Um, we went back to the the tiny house, um, started working on um, drop bags and making sure everything was together for our gear um, because the uh, uh, the um, packet pickup was in a separate location, and so we had to go to packet pickup, and then uh, there was another location for the drop bags, which was at the uh, the Leadville merchandise store. Um, and we also had lunch with the group that I fundraised for, uh, the CAF, the Challenge Athletes Foundation. They ha- they're having a kind of meet and greet lunch so you could meet the other athletes that were running, um, you know, meet the, the people that were behind the foundation, behind us getting there. So um, we, we made our, our way to the lunch, um, you know, made our introductions, had some food, um, just kind of talked to some of the other runners for a little bit, and then um, made our way down to the packet pickup. Uh, where um, I saw uh, a friend and athlete, uh, Penny Anderson. She was going to crew for me as well. Um, picked up my, my race number from her and all my stuff. Uh, took a quick spin around the expo. I, I really didn't want to be on my feet for too long. So I uh, just kind of perused through, um, grabbed a, a cappuccino from a food truck. And then I just sat there. Um, Nathan and Drew kind of wanted to to you know walk around a little bit more find some friends that they knew were there um so i just sat and relaxed there was a tent in the shade um so uh, it was it was nice to just chill while they were doing that and gave them some time um and then you know time came i was like all right let's, let's get going so uh we uh we we found the the drop bag area i only had one drop bag at winfield you could do multiple um at most of the aid stations um if you needed to um which um and in hindsight i should have probably done one um at the mount elbert aid station um but uh you know uh lesson learned (laughs) as well as probably the hope pass aid station um yeah so uh we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here as we get into the race but um but yeah, so we, we got the packet, we did, uh, the, uh, uh, the drop bag and then, uh, headed back for the, uh, the tiny house and, uh, um, Nathan and Drew were going to head over to, uh, the grocery store and pick up stuff that I needed. That way I could, you know, do my last minute preps and just relax. So, um, yeah, that was really nice, uh, you know, being able to spend the afternoon and just chill out, um, I, I, I didn't have much stress. Uh, things were coming together nicely. 
Um, when they got back, we kind of just organized things, make sure everything was ready for the morning. Um, and then the uh, Challenged Athlete Foundation had a pre-race dinner. So we went to that um, and, uh, and just hung out and, again, talked to some of the athletes, uh, got to know some of them. Uh, one of the athletes uh, had just done the 100-mile bike ride. He was attempting the lead man, and he was a um, above-the-knee amputee, but had been somebody had clipped him during the bike race, and he had fallen and broken his collarbone. So we were, you know, we talked to him for a while and um, heard his story, and I mean, you know, the challenges that he was presented with. Um, he is actually the um, uh, he creates the prosthetics for the um, the. Uh, Special Olympics um, athletes, which is incredible. He's the uh, uh, the national leader on that. So uh, really cool talking to him. Um, and we talked to another gentleman by the name of Jeremy. Jeremy has been on a number of podcasts. Uh, he has he's an, uh, has an amputation on his arm, um, but has been you know producing some really some really good results. Uh, and he was he was racing. Um, and so you know, we talked to everybody. It was really nice dinner. Um, dinner wrapped up pretty early. I think we were home between 6.30 and 7 p.m. Um, and, you know, just watched some Ted Lasso and, and you know, got to bed around 9. Uh, we had a 2.30 a.m. wake-up call because uh, race starts at 4 a.m. So got up at 2.30. Um, Nathan made some coffee for us. And, uh, you know, we just made sure everything was packed in the car, that I had everything I needed. Um, you know, Mercedes and Morgan, um, you know, were there in the morning and, um, we all walked over to the start line together. Um, it's just, a, it's quite the scene cause, uh, there's like 845 runners, uh, that started, I think. And, um, you know, it's just, it's really cool atmosphere it's downtown Leadville. Um, you know, just a lot of people, just crowds of people and, and the runners just, you know, so it's like, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, close to probably 2000 people at 4am, which is just insane. So, um, yeah, I just, um, I got there, uh, decided to go with the temps. Uh, I was wearing my use eight liter pace pack. Um, and, uh, we decided to go with a, uh, a liter and a half bladder, uh, to get to, uh, the first aid station at May queen. May queen was, uh, like 12.6 miles away. So, uh, it's a nice downhill to start, um, man, that, that <laughs> on the way back though, it wasn't so nice. <laughs> so, uh, it's about a three mile downhill, uh, from the start. So everybody tears off and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be very conservative right from the start, um, just to give myself the best shot at finishing, but still, you know, kind of manage my time because the cutoffs were tough. Um, they were absolutely tough. You have 30 hours to finish Leadville. Um, it's about 14,000 feet of gain. Um, so not, not tremendous, not, you know, by, by, you know, some courses standards, but the altitude was, you know, was a challenge. Uh, so uh, there's a lot, you know, so we, we, we made our way down to Turquoise Lake. And by the time we got to Turquoise Lake, I was just in a Congo line. So I was, I was just trying to be patient, not worry about it, you know, just try to relax. Uh, it was still dark. Um, so we're running, you know, with our lamps and, uh, everything was fine. I was doing good. Um, I was, uh, I was doing my Vespa at two hours. So I did my Vespa. Um, I had a few chews. Um, I was using the, uh, the scratch, um, chews, uh, the raspberry flavor. So just kind of, you know, moseying along. Um, and then before I knew it, uh, you know, we're, we're, 
we're just running along the lake and you know it starts to get bright so you can start to see the lake um you can't really see may queen the first aid station and all of a sudden you pop out of the lake and you're you're kind of in this like state park um little camping area and uh and there's may queen <laughs> so i was i was already you know to may queen um saw my crew um so uh at this point it was nathan penny and drew um, my, my, you know, one of my really good friends, Jeremy would join us later at twin lakes. So I was looking forward to seeing him. I hadn't seen him in like seven years and he was going to pace me later on. So I was really looking forward to seeing him. Um, but we always you know, switched out my stuff at May Queen, uh, gave me a flesh, fresh, fresh uh, bladder. I was just drinking water and taking electrolyte tabs every half hour to 45 minutes at that point. Um, you know, even on the, the hour, depending, um, it just, uh, it, at first it was more on the hour and then, you know, it, it got more frequent, but, um, but yeah, uh, the next section, um, was May Queen to outward bound and that section has the power line section in it. So if you've, um, watched any of the videos, there's, um, a long climb on either side of power line. Basically you go, you know, up and then down. Um, and then it's a road section over to outward bound. Um, met some nice folks along the, the, the section here. It was just kind of strange. Uh, nobody was talking, uh, on the way to May Queen. It was very quiet. Um, you know, so everybody was kind of, I think in their heads and, and kind of executing their own game plan. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely weird. Cause like I said, there was very little talking. Um, so, um, I saw, uh, Ash Ringo Welsh, who did my, um, website and new logo, um, it, you know, during the first section, but it was so dark. I didn't even, you know, she's like, Aaron, how are you? I couldn't tell who it was cause it was so dark. Uh, I texted her last night, uh, and, and you know, apologized saying, I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, this next section, I, I did get to talk to a few people. Um, again, it was just, it's strange because everybody's back and forth doing their own thing, pacing wise. Um, you know, there's, uh, everybody would take a break at different points. So you didn't stay with anybody for very long because everybody was back and forth. And, and, you know, if they had to eat or drink, they would stop to do so, or, or, you know, at least slow to a walk to do so. So, um, you know, it wasn't like you could just join somebody and talk to them for a long period of time. You know, I was talking to a gentleman for a while and then he's like, I gotta stop and be so uh, you know like i said it was um it was tough because uh you know you just didn't have anybody to run with so um we you know we kept making our way uh to uh to outward bound and um it was it was warming up it was definitely getting warm um you know it's, it's some some exposed areas um i took my bucket cap at uh, may queen and a pair of glasses um i got the the gooder kind of wrap around ones uh to kind of protect my eyes a little bit more from the sun uh and and you know we've, we've made it to outward bound outward bound is around mile 25 we'll call it um and, uh, you know, huge aid station. Oh my gosh. There was just so many people. Uh, it was pretty crazy. I didn't know if I was going to you know, see my crew. And then thankfully they, they found me and, and got me in, um, had a little bit of food, a little bit of broth, um, a little bit of bacon, um, again, kind of supplied up. Um, the next section had a really good, uh, climb to it. Um, we went by the base of Mount Elbert in the next section. Uh, there was an aid station in between, uh, the uh outward bound and the next time i would see my crew at twin lakes um 
And so, um, you know, I, I was able to, to refill there. That would have been that Mel Elbert aid station would have been a good spot for a drop bag, um, you know, and, and put some stuff there, um, especially some electrolyte tabs and stuff like that. Cause, um, I started running low. And so thankfully I could refuel my, my bladder there because it was heating up. Um, I was drinking quite a bit and, and getting my electrolytes down because like I said, it was, you know, it was hot, um, it wasn't too bad to me. Um, I, w- I was kind of used to the heat by then. It was definitely hotter, you know, here in the south than it was there. And it being a dry heat, it wasn't as bad as the humidity. But uh, people were definitely noticing, you know, how hot it was. Um, but it, you know, again, it was just, it was just, it was just this like I would talk with somebody for a while, and then they're like, "Oh, I gotta, you know, back off, or I'm gonna go ahead." Or so, it, like, we kept. You know, piggybacking or not piggybacking, but froggy, uh, leapfrogging. <laughs> There's the word. We kept leapfrogging one another, um, back and forth, back and forth. And so, you know, we, hey again, but you know, it was never running with somebody. It was just, again, it was just strange. Uh, I had never really run a hundred where it was just so, you know, spread out. So, um, yeah, after leaving Outward Bound, we had this like pretty good road section again, um, which led us into, uh, the trail. We go past, um, um, the, uh, pipeline, uh, pipeline is a place, uh, where people can crew, uh, if they weren't at, uh, at Mayfield or if they wanted to see you again, my crew did not go there. Uh, so just kind of ran past that and got to the, uh, the Mount Albert aid station. Uh, seemed like it took quite a while because it was, you know, it was a good climb. So, um, a lot of run walk going on. Um, you know, just stayed on top of my nutrition and hydration best I could refueled at that Mount Elbert aid station. And then, you know, I knew I'd see my crew coming up at, uh, at, uh, uh, twin lakes. Um, so, uh, really I was so excited to, to kind of see them. Uh, twin lakes is a mile 40. Let me think, uh, 38. Yeah. Mile 38. So Twin Lakes is mile 38. So, um, you know, it, it was a good long section, a little over 14 miles of, of running, um, without seeing the crew. Um, but, uh, nice downhill into the aid station. And I just took advantage of it. I was running really well down the hill. Uh, got, you know, came down just a huge crowd at Twin Lakes, just really fires you up. I was pumping my fist, just, you know, excited to be there. Um, excited to, you know, get to that next section and, and get hope pass over with, uh, cause that's, you know, that's, that's one of the toughest parts of the course is the, uh, uh, the climb up and over Mount Hope and then, uh, or Hope Pass and then coming back. So, um, we took our time at that aid station, you know, Jeremy was there, um, uh, Morgan was there, uh, and, and his, uh, his other crew member, Lynn, um, Lynn, I met at Western States when she was cl- crewing for Morgan. So they were all there taking care of me. Um, so I had my full crew now, Jeremy, um, Nathan, Penny and, uh, Drew, so, um, everybody, you know, they're just checking on me, making sure I was okay. And, and I was, I was in good shape. Um, I had some food, um, you know, got a lot of calories down, drank a lot, um, made sure I had everything I needed for this next section. Cause this was going to take a while. <laughs> um, you know, hope passes just over 12,000 feet in elevation. So it's, it's a really you know tough climb. Uh, it's about a four mile climb getting about 3000 feet. Uh, so I wanted to make sure I had everything I needed. Um, I switched shoes. I went into the mountain racer threes, the topo mountain racer threes, switched into my dry max socks. Cause my feet were going to get wet in the river crossing, um, and grabbed my poles. 
so this is where I picked up my poles and, uh, um, you know, just was, was ready for this, this next section. Uh, the next aid station would be, uh, almost at the top of Hope Pass, um, uh, about five and a half miles away. Um, so, um, you know, I, I made sure I was good to go. Crew was in good shape. They were going to be there. They just had to wait there. Um, you know, you did the out and back, you went out to, to Winfield, which is the turnaround and aid station there, and then came back over and, you know, I, I wouldn't see them again until I got back in about 25 miles. So I had a 25 mile stretch here without seeing the crew. Uh, so I, I set off, um, you know, had my poles in hand and ready to go. And, um, I started making my way, um, talked to a few new faces uh that you know I, I would see again you know back and forth um but uh yeah i started my climb up uh, we went over the river and as soon as you go over the river you get into the the woods and you start your climb uh, it's pretty pretty rocky um and i it was it was hot and i was you know i was going slower and slower as i made the climb i was having a real hard time it was i was i was struggling pretty hard um you know, just my heart kept, um, escalating, elevating. And, uh, it was, it was really demanding. I was really struggling to get up, um, and, uh, had to keep, you know, stopping every now and again. Um, I, you know, I was taking my electrolytes, uh, just cause of how hot I was, uh, I was sweating, um, and, uh, I actually ran out of electrolytes, um, on my way up, uh, which I was like, Oh man, you know, like, I hope I'll be okay. Um, so, you know, kept moving, kept, you know, watching my watch, how close was I getting to the aid station? Um, and I ran out of water, actually, I drained my bladder before I got to the aid station. Um, and, you know, knew I needed some electrolytes. So I had them fill it up with, uh, with Roctane. Uh, you know, the course had Roctane, um, which, you know, it, it was fine. Um, for, for the time being, it was it uh, later on, it, it was not, uh, for, you know, for some reason, but, um, yeah, we got up to to Hope Pass. Um, I had some uh, some ramen up there. Got a little bit of food. Um, again, resupplied my water uh, with the Roctane. Uh and then it's still a little bit of climb to the, actually the top of Hope Pass from the aid station. That's where all the alpacas are. So if if you've seen or heard, that's where they pack in all of the aid station with alpacas, which was cool. So got to see them all, you know, out in this this field where the aid station is. It's a really cool aid station, pretty surreal, pretty beautiful. You're up above tree line, so just gorgeous views. You could look back and see the twin lakes. Um so I was I was really just appreciative of, you know, of the uh, the scenery. <laughs> so, um, made my way up and over Hope Pass. And then it's a, 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 you know, really, really tough descent down to, uh, to Winfield. So just started making my way down. And that's when the leaders started, actually, we, the, the leader there and the gentleman that won JP, he came flying down, uh, before I got to the Hope Pass aid station. Uh, but second place was uh, pretty far back of him. Uh, and you know, coming down, it was difficult, uh, because not only was was the trail technical um, and steep? It was you know runners were coming up, so you had to move to the side. Um, sorry, this is my dog Miles. Hey, buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so um, yeah, so we had to make sure that uh, we stayed out of their way. You know, I had my poles, and so I'm turning to the side constantly, and uh, you know, just trying to not get in their way. These are, you know, cause this is the leaders. Uh, the woman, uh, came by lead woman came by. I was, I was waiting for Mercedes cause I knew she was running really well and I saw her and she was, she was having a hard time, 
So, um, you know, I try to give her some encouragement. Um, and, uh, you know, she was, she was, you know, keep moving. She, she did, <laughs> she did keep moving, which was awesome. Um, so I, I just, um, kept going, um, making my way down to Winfield. It seemed like it took forever. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was, it was tough with all the people coming and going. Um, and the, you know, again, the technicality and the, the width of the trail. So, um, a lot of stop and go, um, you know, didn't really get into a flow. It wasn't really a runnable downhill, uh, which made it tough. Uh, so just kept making my way. I was really struggling mentally. Uh, just knowing that I had to go back up, I uh, was really having a difficult time just, you know, trying to, uh, um, get my, my mindset back into, uh, you know, a reset mode and being okay with turning around and going back, um, really was questioning my ability to, to keep going and to, to finish this thing, uh, just because of how long it took me to get up the one side, you know, I had to go back up now to hope pass. Um, so, uh, my confidence was shaken. Uh, I saw one of the other, um, challenge athlete foundation runners and she was having a rough go too, which, you know, made it really, really tough. Cause we were commiserating. Um, it, there wasn't a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of positivity, <laughs> um, at the aid station either. When we got to Winfield, it was, uh, it was like a triage, you know, people were just wrecked. Uh, you know, people were hot, they were tired. Um, med tent was, you know, was full. Um, the aid station volunteers were wonderful. They were trying to do everything they could to revitalize us, um, give us food. Um, I could barely talk as my throat was so dry. Um, so I just kept drinking Roctane, uh, out of my reusable cup, uh, just trying to get rehydrated. Um, thankfully one of the guys, cause I went to my drop bag and for some reason I didn't have my electrolyte tabs in there. And thankfully there was a gentleman that had some electrolyte tabs, um, you know, so I was able to, to refill there. Um, but we, uh, oh man, what, what a scene that was. And thankfully there were two gentlemen that, uh, that were running and the one said to the other, we can't sit here any longer. If we're going to finish this, we got to move. And that's what, you know, really spurred me was like, he's right. Like, you know, uh, if I go back to what Ken Kluber says, as I said in my, my Instagram post, um, you know, I got to pay my debt. You know, my crew is waiting for me on the other side. Um, you know, I promised myself 10 minutes at that aid station. Uh, I took about 10 minutes just to kind of reset and kind of make sure, uh, I had what I needed and uh, I started back out and at first it was rough. I was not feeling great. Um, I did have some food there, um, at the aid station to hopefully kind of re-energize me. And so I started, um, heading back up and, uh, seeing some, uh, some faces that I had seen previously and, you know, just trying to encourage them and, and they did the same for me. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden my legs started working again and I was able to start running some of the stuff and making my way up a lot quicker than I had come down, <laughs> uh, which was awesome. Uh, there were still people coming down. So again, still that like kind of move over, uh, get out of the way. Um, and, uh, oh man, it, it was, you know, it, it was, it was nice to actually feel pretty good, um, going back up and, 
uh, you know, when we started getting into the, the meat of the climb, I was doing okay, much better than I had been on the other side. Uh, temperature was cooling down a little bit, which was really nice. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I was, I was pretty pleased with how I was climbing. Finally got above tree line, which, you know, you can kind of see the top and there's still a good ways to go once you can see the top, which is difficult. But, um, you know, we had a, a good line of people, um, and just a good pace. Uh, and, you know, so, but again, no, no talking, uh, we're all just kind of conserving our energy, trying to get up. So, uh, it's, it was, you know, it's just now we're, you know, uh, 55 plus miles into the race and it, it was starting to get lonely i mean you know like again i hadn't really talked with anybody it wasn't really um and that we're you know we're commiserating and talking it wasn't any of that it was just this solemn like it felt like you were just alone <laughs> just you know just you know going through this which sometimes that's what it is and uh you know that, that's tough uh, especially when you're, you know, used to, to people and, and being around that support network. But I, I knew, you know, I had my crew waiting for me on the other side. So we got up and over Hope Pass and back to the aid station uh, at Hope Pass. And uh, again, had some more food, make sure I had enough fluids. Um, and then I knew I had to, I had to get down, I had to get down as fast as I could to try to beat dark. I had watched, um, if you know Hella, um, he has a YouTube video about his Leadville experience. And when I watched that, he got back to Twin Lakes and it was already dark and he was fine. He was well ahead of the cutoffs. Um, but I knew I had to make that my goal to get into back to Twin Lakes um, right before or, you know, at dark. So that's what I made my goal to get down. So, um, you know, had some really good descenders to follow. We ran and ran and ran. And, you know, it's again, it's a four mile descent, 3000 feet of drop. So just, you know, punishing, but, uh, it's what I had to do. So I, you know, I, I rolled down as fast as I could. Um, uh, I put my, I had like my little NU 25, uh, it's like 250 lumens. I had that little thing. So, um, that was in my drop bag. So I put that on just in case didn't really need it. Um, but just had it just in case, but, um, yeah, just moved as fast as I could down the, the descent back over the river. Um, and then, you know, you run through the fields to twin lakes, uh, and got back to my crew right at dark. Um, so I was ahead of where Hella was in his video. So I was like, okay, we're good. Crew was like, you're fine on time. You're doing great. You know, we're, we're, we're good. Um, and that's where I picked up Jeremy. Um, you can get your first pacer when you return to Twin Lakes. So I was so relieved to finally have somebody with me. Um, and Jeremy was great. Um, and in Leadville, it's interesting. Uh, the pacers can mule for you so they can carry your gear. So from that point, Jeremy took my pack and everything. You know, if I wanted to hold my hiking poles, he could. So, um, you know, we, we just, we stayed at the aid station for a little bit, um, at, you know, threw some warm stuff over me, had a lot of food. Um, you know, again, it had been 25 miles since I'd seen my crew. So, um, we were just, you know, taking restock, make sure I was okay, massaging out my legs. Um, cause we had a, we had a good little climb to get out of there to get back to the Mount Elbert aid station. Um, but, uh, but Jeremy was awesome. I love Jeremy, his positivity. It's just, it's infectious. And, uh, we had you know, such a great time talking. Uh, we, you know, we just hiked, uh, ran a little bit where we could. Um, but you know, he kept handing me, 
he had like a little handheld and he just kept handing me water you know about every 10 minutes i would drink and then he's like here take some food so he'd just you know hand me food every now and again uh and then you know my legs didn't quite want to run uh so we finally got to uh about two miles from the aid station and he's like, let's just try to run one more time. And then we were, my, my legs finally worked and we ran to the aid station, um, you know, at the uh, Mount Albert, grabbed some, uh, some food, um, some warm stuff. Didn't stay there too long. Uh, I didn't want to kind of stay too, too long. Um, and then we kept running. Uh, we ran to, um, um, the, uh, pipeline, uh, and there's a ton of crews still there partying, uh, you know, neon lights and music everywhere. Uh, it was a great, you know, great boost. Uh, we were, we were doing great. I, I'd only took a few walk breaks, very short walk breaks, um, before Jeremy was like, Hey, let's try to run again. Uh, so we stayed running a lot. We ran that section really well and kind of made up some, some good time, um, on that section, getting back to, uh, to outward bound. And, uh, Jeremy was great. He was so great. It was getting cool. Uh, I could tell the, the temperature was dropping. Um, but I, I was fine. I had a long sleeve on at that point. I was good. Um, got into, to outward bound. Um, and you know, the crew was, was in good spirits cause I was, I was fine on time. You know, I wasn't getting close to cutoffs or anything like that. So, um, you know, we just resupplied, um, I grabbed Drew. Drew was going to pace me in the next section through power line. Um, and, uh, so, you know, we took off, um, again, ran pretty decent amount all the way to the, the beginning of the, the power line climb. And when you come over power line, you don't realize how much downhill there actually was. It took forever <laughs> to climb back up power line. I, I was surprised by how much climbing there actually was to go back up power line. So we hiked, we hiked, we hiked, we hiked, we hiked and, um, got up and there's a, an aid space station that they set up at night called space camp. And, uh, man, it was, it was a party. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I was getting a little bit nauseous at this point. Anytime I was having sugar, I was having a hard time and I had a Coke up there and it, it started making me to, you know, to dry heave and retch. Uh, so oh, I just, I didn't want that. <laughs> Not what I needed at that point. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I said, okay, let's, let's hold off on the sugar. Um, so, you know, we got, uh, thankfully we had a, you know, just a, a descent from there. Um, so we, we descended as, as best we could, um, you know, running as best we could. Uh, it brings you out onto uh, a road. It's a dirt road that brings you to the single track that, which brings you back into Mayfield. Um, the single track was pretty technical and uh, there was still a lot of up on the, the single track, which was surprising. So a little slow going, but, um, you know, we, we did fine. Drew was awesome. He's, he's such a wonderful guy. Um, yeah, so we made it through that section unscathed, um, got back into the aid station at May Queen. Uh, so I only had 12.6 miles to go. Um, uh, you know, now Nathan was picking me up as my pacer and he was going to bring me home. Um, I had some food. Um, made sure I had enough warm cause it was, it was definitely cool. It was getting into the thirties at that point. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, the, the finishes within reach, um, you know, it, it was good. Um, I had switched, I should say I had switched when I got back to twin lakes into my Olympus. So I was finishing out the race in my, um, ultra Olympus and, um, you know, my feet were actually great no problems with my feet. Um, no, you know, every once in a while I was getting kind of a twinge in my hip. Um, and my hamstring was a little bit twingy. Um, 
a calf's uh, man when it got hot my calves were doing the kind of wriggling <laughs> like they were twinging but uh they didn't cramp but uh yeah I was, I was i was definitely aware of them as it got cooler i didn't have as many problems uh i think it was just the heat of the day perhaps a bit of dehydration um you know so it was uh well noted <laughs> uh for for wasatch to be a little bit more cognizant of how much fluid i have um and how much fluid i'm taking in but um but yeah uh, you know, it, thankfully, all that stuff had gone away. I got a little bit of sleepy, um, but not bad. I, I didn't have this, the the problems with like uh, zombie walking like I, I had previously, both in uh, Western states and a little bit in Badger. Um, so getting better there, <laughs> making some improvements. And um, Peter from Vespa had given me a, um, a vitamin supplement kind of to help. Uh, you know, he said it would help with... Uh, uh, kind of decreasing the the melatonin um and and just you know helping me stay more awake so um no stimulants just um you know some uh, vitamin d uh magnesium uh some uh, vitamin k and uh um i think that was i think that was kind of the the three it was three or four anyway um it was a little protocol he gave me that that kind of helped um you know, keep me awake. And I was doing some of those, um, caffeinated, um, chews, uh, until my stomach turned and didn't want sugar anymore. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm going to talk to Peter about that. Not sure why my stomach turned again. could have been from the heat of the day. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, you know, so uh, like I said, had a, um, little bit of ramen, uh, at, at May Queen. And then, um, Nathan and I started back out, um, was able to keep running a bit at that point, but, um, we, we got in around Turquoise Lake and we were heading back to Turquoise Lake and all of a sudden my quads were just like, you know, we're done. <laughs> we don't want to run anymore. <laughs> so, um, I had to give them a break. Uh, we slowed down and, and walked for a while. Um, very, very long section along Turquoise Lake and very frustrating because you want to run, but your legs just don't want to let you. So we was trying to problem solve, um, uh, you know, uh, tried to get some calories in, but again, my stomach just wasn't having it. I, 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 you know, I need to find a, another solution to have with me, um, aside from some sugary stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of thinking about that. That's something I need for Wasatch is to have a better plan for things that I could eat along the route. Um, but anyhow, um, but we kept making our way. And uh, like I said, my quads were just, they were, they were done. You know, they had, they had done their job. Uh, they had got me to off a of Hope Pass. It was a long descent. And I think that's what really, you know, was really beating them up. It was, uh, you know, how hard I had descended and how hard I had pushed down Hope Pass to get in before dark. Um, you know, they, they had survived past that, but at this point they were just like, you know, we've done enough running for you. <laughs> so, um, we, we, we popped out on the, the road that kind of returns us to Leadville and I was able to start run walking again. Um, we were able to run a little bit. It wasn't fast, but we were able to run and then walk and run and walk. And we just kept, you know, going on and off as my legs let me. And then we saw Mercedes. Um, uh, you know, I was really sorry to see her. I know she wanted to do uh, so much. Um, you know, she wanted a different result, we'll say. Um, but um, yeah, it was just, it was tough to see her. You know, she was tired. Uh, she was going to finish. Uh, she had plenty of time to finish. Um, but, uh, she, you know, she was moving and we were, you know, saying, Hey, you know, why don't we just finish with you? And she's like, no, it's too cold. Just go get finished. I know you're tired too. So, so Nathan and I kept moving 
Uh, there's, and then we, we hit the boulevard, which has all of the signs of the previous champions. It's a long, long climb. It was, uh, about a two mile climb on this dirt road. Uh, so, you know, again, you know, it's, it's one of those grades where you probably could run, but my legs are just like, uh, you know, we'll give you a little bit. So I'd run for a bit and walk for a bit, run for a bit, walk for a bit. Um, and we just kept making our way up. Uh, you hit the pavement with a mile to go, and that's pretty exciting to know you have one mile to go. Watch rolled over to 100 miles, which is always crazy to see. Um, it's, it, it's hard to describe because, like, you can't envision the entire 100 miles that you've already completed. You know, you, you kind of see it in sections. Um, you can remember pieces, but it's to put it up as a whole, I don't think it's comprehensible. So um, was recognizing that as we hit that 100-mile mark. Nathan was smiling, encouraging as always, just wonderful, wonderful human being. I can't thank him enough. Um, and so we, st- we got into town, and then it's just this long hill up to the finish. So, you know, we were walking up and walking up, and there's people cheering you on, and, you know, just I'm just soaking in the moment. Knowing that I'm going to finish, um, you know, here's the third race of the Grand Slam. Uh, you know, made our way up, and then my crew joined me, Penny and uh, Drew, Jeremy, and obviously Nathan was with me. Uh, we, you know, walked up to the finish. Uh, I did a barrel roll across the finish line, and I was so relieved. I was done. Um, finished in just over 28 hours. Um, you know, just super happy to get that finish. I didn't have a time goal. All I had in my mind was to finish and I did that. So, you know, my goal was achieved. I was super relieved, super happy to get my buckle. Um, beautiful 40 year anniversary, um, medal they gave us. Um, they had these awesome breakfast burritos, um, grabbed a, a, a nice cold bottle of water, uh, and just kind of sat in the shade for a little bit and just let the whole atmosphere absorb and, and soak in just what was around me and what had just transpired. Um, you know, just smiling and just, you know, super grateful. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked about things and, uh, I think Penny asked me, would you do it again? And I said, no, <laughs> no, I would not. It's, uh, it's, it's a cool, uh, beautiful event, but uh, you know, it's not one that I, I would want to replicate. <laughs> I was so glad I finished. So glad I got it done. Um, you know, uh, Mercedes came in, uh, not too long after. So, you know, we got to be there for her finish, um, which was wonderful. Congrats to her. Uh, it, there was a lot of DNFs. There was a 44% finish rate this year. A lot of DNFs, um, three people that were attempting the grand slam DNF'd. Um, so they are, um, unfortunately out of the grand slam. There are only six of 17 left in the grand slam. So six of us left, um, to complete the grand slam. Uh, Wasatch is less than three weeks away. Um, I have my entry. Uh, I got my official entry since I finished Leadville. I was on the provisional list. I was the only one on the provisional list. So uh, for those of you that don't know, if you do not get into the lottery uh, for Wasatch, then um, if you are attempting the Grand Slam, you are put on a provisional list. And if you finish three of the races prior to Wasatch, because you have to run Wasatch in the Grand Slam, uh, then you are um, uh, officially entered after you finish that third race. So I am now officially entered into Wasatch. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, my next goal, uh, just wonderful, uh, wonderful goal. Uh, unfortunately the, from the challenge athletes foundations, uh, there was only two of us that finished from the foundation. 
I want to thank Jennifer Rose for all of her work. It was tremendous. Um, if you want to do Leadville, it is a tremendous organization to work for. Uh, they do tremendous things. Um, I, I was running for um, a, a little girl named Olivia. Uh, she has spina bifida, and uh, she uh, she received a wheelchair for racing um, from the Challenge Athletes Foundation. So I had a bracelet on in honor of her. And, uh, you know, it was, it was tremendous, uh, meant a lot to me, meant a lot for all the donations that everybody, um, put into this. So thank you so much, um, on behalf of the challenged athletes foundation. Thank you for all your contributions. It was wonderful. Um, as I said, you know, there's some really good opportunities out there for, for raising money. Um, they do some good stuff. Uh, Leadville is an amazing event. Uh, it's tough. It's challenging. Uh, you know, it, it would, you know, do I recommend it? If it's a, if it's your cup of tea, absolutely. You know, it's a beautiful course. It's tough. Um, if you want to challenge Leadville is, is all that it is a challenge. Um, you know, so, um, what a stations were wonderful. Volunteers were wonderful. Course markings were wonderful. Um, you know, not a, not a downside. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of road. So, uh, I don't think people realize how much road is actually involved in this race, but there's quite a bit of road. Um, so it's, it's not all like single track. There's a lot of, um, you know, kind of fire service road, if you will. Um, so, uh, it's, it's great though, you know? So yeah, if you, if you're interested, great race, great challenge, um, you know, great people. So, um, amazing community. Leadville is a wonderful town. Uh, I was incredibly uh, just enamored with, with Leadville, uh, on the whole. Um, so glad that that community exists, uh, very cool place to, to go and visit. So, um, yeah, that's, that's Leadville folks. Um, number three in the books, number three down, uh, Wasatch to go. Um, I'll be recording an episode with, uh, Andrew Snow again. Uh, if you've listened to the previous episode, uh, what a wonderful episode. Andrew is just a wealth of knowledge. Um, so we'll be recording another episode, uh, to release. I'll also be recording another episode with Thomas Brown. Um, Thomas is one of the six that are left, uh, myself and him, um, uh, for the grand slam. So we'll be recording our episode about Wasatch and talking about Wasatch. I started going through all of the Wasatch stuff on the, the plane ride home, kind of going through logistics, understanding, um, you know, planning the, uh, crewing and, and pacing. Um, there aren't very many crewing stations, which is going to be challenging. Um, uh, going to have to carry some extra fluids, um, and, you know, just logistics are going to be a little bit different. So, um, we're, uh, already planning that because <laughs> that's coming around quick. And in between, I have a flight to Italy. My brother's getting married. So, um, going to Italy, uh, as soon as I get back, I switch bags and head to Utah. So this is going to be crazy. Um, um, <laughs> so that's why we're, I'm recording so many podcast episodes and, and getting them ready for a release. It's just a lot going on right now. Um, and you know, coaching cross country. So, and my normal, uh, coaching. <laughs> so, um, very, very awesome time right now. Um, very grateful, very, very grateful for all of the opportunities. Um, very grateful for all of you. Thank you so much for, for listening, um, for supporting, you know, being a part of this podcast. Um, and then thank you to my Patreon for, uh, all those supporters that financially helped me keep this going. Um, very motivational. So thank you. Um, the the newsletter i'll be getting back to the newsletter after i get done with wasatch uh i think 
things will hopefully calm down a little bit. So I, I want to get back to um, the newsletter, uh, whether it be uh, monthly or um, every other month. Uh, I really want to get back to that. I do enjoy the newsletter and doing some writing. Um, have a lot to kind of put down uh, thoughts to to go through. Uh, just I've learned so much, you know, as we continue to do as we we grow in this sport. So. Um, I, you know, I, I hope you, uh, you enjoy this episode and you take away some stuff from it. Uh, it, it was, uh, quite the experience as you can tell. Uh, I'm, I'm really drained at the moment. Um, got a, P, a PT appointment with, uh, my PT Miriam Saloon, uh, the runner's mechanic on Thursday, kind of just go through my legs, make sure everything is good. Um, and, and I'm, I'm in good shape for, uh, for Wasatch. So I appreciate her. Um, you know, just trying to, trying to stay healthy, you know, trying to get this done. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of questions out there, uh, a lot of, a lot of gear choices. So, uh, I'll be talking about that stuff with, uh, with Thomas on that episode as that comes up and that will, that will drop the, probably the day before Wasatch. Wasatch is actually on a Friday. I think it's the September 9th, if I'm remembering my dates correctly. Um, but it is Friday. So, uh, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's, it's Leadville's done and we're on to, to the last race of the series. It's incredible. Um, we have 36 hours to complete Wasatch. Uh, so it's, you know, the plan is just to get it done. Right. Um, crew out there is going to be, uh, Nathan, of course, he'll be back out there. Um, our friend Caleb is coming and, uh, my friend, Michael Patton, who's been on the podcast previously as well. Uh, so I've got the three of them coming out. Um, and oh man, it's, uh, it's going to be another challenge, uh, time to watch some YouTube videos and, and get some, uh, some insight, um, from, from folks that have done it previously, you know, it's time to research. So, but again, thank you all so much for listening. Um, thank you for all of your kind words, um, both before the event and after the event. Um, it does mean a lot to me and I, I really appreciate all of you more than I can say. And I want to say thank you to all of my crew, um, Nathan and Penny, uh, Drew, Jeremy. Thank you guys. Um, and then Morgan and uh, Lynn, you know, thank you guys so much for your added support. You guys are wonderful. Um, it was it made it so much nicer and so much easier to have them there and be a part of it. So um, I want to just recognize their their part in this, you know, and, and their part in my success in finishing. So. Um, thank you guys. And thank you for listening until next time. Keep running and keep moving forward, my friends.